Albert. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Paul. Good evening. Good evening. Hi. Let's wait for our bench. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, so how are you feeling, Paul? How have you been lately? Hmm. I'm very excited about your podcast for tonight mm-hmm. because um, I spent last night doing a couple of things for the super full moon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I put out my mat mm-hmm. in the yard and mm-hmm. I did moon salutations. Mm-hmm. And I washed my crystals and I burned a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What was and how did you feel of after rolling out your mat and doing some um, stuff? And how did you feel about burning that that list or that piece of paper you were talking about? Hmm. It felt very refreshing. It felt very. I felt very secure after doing Hello? that. Hi, Ben. Hello. 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 <laughs> okay, so we're right now complete. This is Good so evening. nice. Good evening, Bench. Good evening, Paul. Welcome to my podcast. Um, for tonight's episode, we're gonna talk about something really interesting: spirituality, COVID nineteen. So I have Bench <laughs> and Jean, Paul. So these two of my friends are very, very well versed with astrology and um, tarot reading, and I think um, Bench also does a lot of other things as well. So we'll be discussing it tonight. Don't worry, serious. So this is just for us to discuss. Okay, so um, before we start, let's let's kamustahan. Um, so. Paul was like talking about his night last night where he immersed himself in the light of the moon of the super moon. So how about you bench how how were you how are you doing since the pandemic started? I am dying. <laughs> I miss the call a lot. Okay, so but... okay. I've been practicing reading and I've been practicing watercolor and mm. doing some tarot card reading, astrology, occult. And then I get mm-hmm. interested well that witchcraft, like balik. Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> how, how did those things, how did it help you? cope with your um, with you missing Bacolod? Self-awareness and of course oh my god emotional shut up! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is a very gay podcast can I just say? <laughs> it okay, is! So, okay that's really good because we need more gay voices out there so um good to hear bench that you're doing things that will help you cope with your feelings and with your um, thoughts about going back to Bacolod. So before we start discussing, can you guys introduce yourselves to our audience? So no pressure, just like casually introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think bench should start. Bench. Wait, I'm actually laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good evening, everyone. My name is Bench Kilantang, and I am interested in astrology, occult, tarot card readings, and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And I am. I am me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Bench. That's very interesting. So, um, I wasn't wrong when I said that Bench is into a lot of things, and I think um, I, I remember that um, when there was a national issue, he shared to us that he and his friends did something very spiritually. So I don't want to. Uh, Share that because that's his story. But if he wants to share later, that'd be very interesting to think about. How about you, Paul? Hello, good evening, everyone. Um, thank you, Albert, for inviting me to your podcast for your episode on mysticism in time of a crisis. Um, my name is Paul Amit. I, prior to the lockdowns, I used to write freelance. I used to be in an NGO for the environment. Um, I did. I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of... I don't know. Is that mysticism? What we call... I, I just follow the transits a lot. Especially now more than ever because everything's like out of whack. Mm-hmm. So I've been into astrology for like over a solid year now. Yep, that's that's how I'm gonna introduce myself. <laughs> okay, so I I'm I'm wondering, and I think my my friends who are listening to to this episode of this podcast, and I'm also encouraging the both of you to start your own podcast because it has been helping me. Um, I I'm wondering, and um, my friends might be wondering as well. Um, what inspired to get into the things that you are into right now, specifically things that have to do with mysticism and spirituality. You guys, uh, anyone can start. Go, Bench. Um, for me, it really helped me with my mental health issues. And also, mm-hmm. it really helped me with healing. Mm-hmm. It gives me self-awareness. And it really helps me cope up with some things that I do not understand mm-hmm. and it's also a way of life for me mm-hmm. it's much more than <laughs> crystals cards it's much it's more understanding on yourself and other people yeah mm-hmm. can, can you expound more on like how it helped you can you give us like um, a specific life example because I think that's a very interesting point and uh, a lot of our listeners might be still um, confused with why a lot of people like us are into this, especially the two of you. Yeah. So I would like to share that one moment where I feel things very intense. And mm. actually, at first, I wasn't aware that I have Scorpio placement. And when I look up my birth chart, it was like, it was Libra, Sun, Scorpio, Mercury, Everywhere. Moon, Venus, and Ascendant. So I was like, oh my God, oh my this is why I'm feeling intense. I need to work on this. I need to work on 
balancing my emotions, not being a control freak, and just let things flow on its own. Cannot. And how have you been like? How has your knowledge of astrology helped you, like, deal with the things that you've realized looking at your natal chart? I got that right. It's natal chart. I used to call it anal chart. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> go on. That's... Yeah. Um, it made me realize a lot of things. Of course, starting with myself on on. The things that I'm missing, the things that I need to work on, and also the, the surroundings. Ko, I realized that some people are not really aware ng mga retrogrades, ng mga muni mo na and bro asila kapalung ay may ng muni na bacaan ko how why am I feeling like this? And I'm like, give me a birth chart, maybe I could understand that. Kawa na, it's like nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's very interesting because I think Bench talked a lot about dealing with. Um, it's it's nice that um that your internal dialogues and your self reflection has also helped you um understand how you can help other people. That's really nice, and I I think that's a very important thing in. In a situation that we are in right now, so how about you, Paul? Um, why? What? What? Um, what lured you, or what made you attracted to the things that you're doing right now? Oh, um, better ending, right? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Go on. Hello. Oh my God, he's gone. Paul, where are you, Paul? Paul. Hello. Oh my God. The Gemini is nowhere found. I- I'll add him. These things happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Ben. So back to you. Um, how can you tell us more about what retrogrades are and what natal charts are? Um, basically. In simple term, um, in layman's term, rather, um, a birth chart is somewhat your blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's your blueprint, and also retrogrades. Um, it's when a planet is in backwards motion. For mm-hmm. example, Mercury, mm-hmm. the planet of communication, travel, mm-hmm. enterprises. If it goes backwards, the communication goes backwards, mm-hmm. and then. Travels will go will be delayed, mm-hmm. and then there will be lots of communication problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. I think Bench is um, explaining to us what a natal chart and a retrograde is. So you were okay. saying something about. Uh, um, okay, so continue, Bench. What about natal charts? What are natal charts? Natal charts, aside from being a blueprint, it's also a your so-called identity some mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Paul would like to expand on it mm-hmm. okay <laughs> okay Paul so yeah you're back so tell us more about what um, what inspired you to get into the things that you're into right now and yeah what like, tell us more about natal charts 
Okay. So, as a Gemini, I classically love to dabble into things, astrology being one of them. That confirms one of my biases uh, mm-hmm. on Gemini. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I started delving deeper into astrology. I only knew like the popular version of astrology like earlier on in my life. But like a month after I graduated from college, I started like delving deeper into it, trying to understand myself using my birth chart mm-hmm. um, with what Bench described earlier as a tool for self-discovery. You know, um, I think charts like if you suspend your disbelief long enough to like um, look into how your birth chart could describe you, it actually is like a good way to guide you on the things that you need to work on for yourself and how you relate with other people. Mm-hmm. And what I would describe a birth chart as, so. When a person is born into the world, that exact moment that he enters into the world, the planets mm-hmm. and the orientation of the Earth mm-hmm. have some sort of placement with regard to the, con- the 12 constellations that constitute the zodiac. Mm-hmm. And so these placements, these planets and their, what do you call this, their position in relation their positions in relation to each other. Mm-hmm. These form like different aspects and they occupy different houses mm-hmm. in the birth chart. And so this birth chart is, is like a map of someone's um, identity, life. I'm not saying that these are like predestined settings, like a default that, oh, this has to happen to you. But then through some this is a means for us to have insight on why we are the way we are and how to go about a lot of issues we have in life Mm-mm. 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 interesting okay so th- that's that's a really um, elaborate um, discussion but natal charts are and I hope that um, our listeners do get some grasp now what it means so i was just wondering i think the both of you have very similar and mysticism um and you guys mentioned earlier that recently you guys have been doing a lot of things like um direct reading the pandemic so um how has it helped you and how or how has it helped other people or how can it help people um, face a situation like uh, this um, pandemic? Um, for me, I really helped someone mm-hmm. with a what do you call this? Um, self-esteem issues. So mm-hmm. every day I would talk to her and give her mantras and mm-hmm. she would recite this. I would give her positive affirmations and mm-hmm. also discuss her about her natal chart. So mm-hmm. last night, it, I'm so ecstatic. I I taught her how to do a full moon planting, mm-hmm. and I told her that What's a full she must moon create planting? a. It's like writing a list of the things that you needed to release, 
Oh and my god. Go. So in that So last night ginawa yan, ginawa niya yon mm-hmm. and then I told her and taught her a few instructions and then after a few minutes siguro uh, after an hour later she di- she messaged me na normal lang ni mag-smile ka after ka- full moon cleansing because it feels so light mm-hmm. so I'm like Alo, taloteta, mm. kanami, kagamat-amat ka na heal sa imong mm. mga mental health issues mm. and to aware ka na. Mm-mm. And then, hambalya nga, at that moment, kuno, samtang ginaburn niya ang piece of paper. Mm. She was like, staring at the moon. Mm-hmm. And, she said that, I believe in this power. They were like, oh my God! Oh my God! I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really made me happy that I helped her somehow mm-hmm. and made her aware mm-hmm. of the things around her and herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's very that's very um, inspiring because though feel ko a lot of people are facing problems um, in life and when a pandemic strikes it adds to their list of problems. So I think from from Benches' experience, it has helped someone um, face their their life issues during the pandemic. So I think that's uh, that's that's re- that's something that I think our listeners should um, look into. Um, ikaw Paul, what do you think? How um has it like helped anyone, or how can it help anyone from your perspective? Hmm. Because I've been into astrology for a year and much of what I've been doing, much of the way I've been using it is to like help people understand themselves mm. based on their birth charts. Mm. Um, I'm trying to evolve this into something that's more practical by following the transits of the, the present. So for a bit of context, uh, you know, before when we were only using astrology like the popular method is to like dox people now what, we actually get to follow people? like like um like have a profile oh, of them right. for example mm-hmm. now we get to like follow which position the moon is mm-hmm. in for example so for context when bench advised her his friend to um release through a full moon cleanse This is because the energies of a full moon is very opposite to the energy of the sun, which is the signs, season of the sign we're in right now. So we're in Taurus season, but the full moon, which is the opposite of Taurus, is in Scorpio. And Scorpio has a lot of fixation, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Order to, What do you mean by fixation? In order to cope... So, Scorpio is a fixed water sign. Water signs are sentimental and fixed signs tend to get very invested mm-hmm. in things. They're very conventional. They're very, they, True. they have a lot of perseverance, but they're also very stubborn. And so, a lot of emotional energy, a lot of internal energy tends to be fixed, mm-hmm. obsessed, very passionate, these kinds of people are. And so, 
while we are in Taurus season where we are being taught to appreciate everything that our five senses um, experience, we also have to remember the depth that is within us. I follow True. this um, account on Instagram called Moon Omens and they publish material on the transits all the time. Like they have a monthly guide and they use this metaphor that was so beautiful to describe the super full flower moon in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, the metaphor is a blooming flower. Mm-hmm. And so a flower at face value is beautiful and we appreciate that because we see it, we can mm-hmm. smell it, we can hold it. But at the same time, it takes perseverance for that flower to bloom. It needs its seed, it, which it once was, needed to grow in the depth and darkness of the soil. It had to be comfortable there before it sprouted and grew. And so there is a very profound kind of um, experience when we open our consciousness to the things that happen outside of ourselves and outside of our bubbles, outside of the world, you know? And um, it's more than just feeling like we are being um, dragged by a current now when we can't explain why we feel a certain way at a certain time. Was that too much? I I think that... (laughs) I love it! Yes, I love it too because... Oh, what about you? What about you, Bench? What can you say about what Paul said? Because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to absorb it right now. Do you guys have anything to say? Of course, mm-hmm. I love it when he said that Taurus Sun, our uh, Taurus season, mm-hmm. and the Scorpio Moon. Mm-hmm. Like two, oh no, there's there's sister signs, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they they're, they're one another for me, mm-hmm. and the energy is somewhat. What do you call this? Um, not necessarily contradicting, but imperfect thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get. It. Mm-hmm. And I think that Scorpio full moon, it's somewhat releasing any control issues that you that we might have and any negative thinking and of course um, overthinking because most of fixed signs tend to obsess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scorpio yes, and Scorpio moon yes I do really get obsessed sometimes mm-hmm. that's very interesting <laughs> and, and now it makes sense you know um there are things that are happening in my life right now and I think that um, these things at least like open up my consciousness to how the stars and what's happening in my life um, are interrelated so that's nice so um, oh and if, if sorry cool. may I add yeah um, it's not an aside it's still uh, related to your question mm-hmm, prior mm-hmm. to you know getting here um, because the way that I've been using this now to help people is by writing I've spent like um, a lot of evenings on a writing mm-hmm. desk and I've done a lot of spiritual bypassing in my mm-hmm. life um, by spiritual bypassing yeah 
um, for reference, spiritual bypassing is basically oh. using um, spiritual practice mm-hmm. to forego a lot of um, inner conflict that we may be going through. Mm-hmm. So instead of confronting these mm-hmm. issues, we tend to like avoid mm-hmm. them, like sidestep mm-hmm. them by like mindlessly just clinging to things that make us feel mm-hmm. secure. And so I get to reconcile with the things from mm-hmm. my past. That's very that's big Scorpio mm-hmm. energy to be fixated on the things that happened mm-hmm. before, and you know the scars that we have kept from these things. We yes, the we emotional act, trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we act pensively in the mm-hmm. present. We act similarly to different stimuli mm-hmm. in the present because we always draw back from the things that happened from before, and so I I reach out to my friends mm-hmm. a lot and I. Um, material to reflect on or to mm-hmm. guide them through this season in just in the slightest chance that they needed some kind of um, awareness or consciousness mm-hmm. as to what we are experiencing right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's that's very interesting because I um just to add um I think Paul Paul's analysis made me re- uh, remember that the first time actually that I I went into this attempt to like uh, become spiritually aware again and to be spiritually conscious was when um, a friend who was also into astrology told me that well your natal chart really shows that you have problems dealing with your emotions because um, my um, my signs my dominant signs are very in contrast with each other so she said that um because I'm a cancer son, it means that I need to deal with and face my emotions and embrace that. And I think looking back, it's actually been like nine months or eight months since she gave that advice. And looking back at the things that have happened so far and how I've reflected on it, it has made me more and more closer to um, embracing how I feel because that's something that I've I've tried to um, bury back then before she told me that and that uh, when you when there's a burial of emotions it those emotions they come back like zombies they try to haunt you forever so instead of like um trying to suppress how i feel i try to immerse in it um when i suddenly feel it and just like let myself for an hour or like six hours I think the most or even a day to immerse in it and then eventually my body just like moves on so I think that was very um, helpful advice and um, I think other people who might also need some guidance or like might want to like contact Paul or Bench or anyone they know who's into this stuff yes you can uh, find Paul and Bench on Facebook so Gene Jean Paul Amit and Bench Kilantang they're on Facebook and I hope they're open for consultations of so, course yes see they're very open as a free trial <laughs> as a free trial can I just say that the last time Uranus was in Taurus for example like we have right now was when world was under the Great Depression. Oh my God, yes! I remember! Mm -hmm. 
with Saturn. Girl, were you there? How can you remember? No, there was an article <laughs> about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jupiter and Saturn conjunct in Capricorn mm-hmm. last happened during the first world war and the end of world war Two, and so it's really interesting that we're experiencing the same kind of crisis level this right now okay so i think the the next question should be i i'm just i i'm also i also want this discussion to to be more like um, reflexive of what's happening right now what are your guys uh, what are your readings on on what's happening around us right now did the stars tell us anything did the cards tell us anything actually i haven't the uh wala po naka card reading because i'm having a meditation mm-hmm. thingy going on and i'm putting my cards to rest but there will be a vena Venus retrograde in Gemini, and I think Paul can explain that. Yeah, yeah. So Venus is the planet of harmony and relationships. Um, a lot, Eros, uh, energy in psychology, mm-hmm. like life, sustaining mm-hmm. energy. So Gemini, Venus is very curious, very friendly, very. Amiable, sociable, because Gemini is very communicative. Mm-hmm. But when a planet is retrograde, it usually like reverses the attributes of that um, mm-hmm. sign. True. And so when Venus enters retrograde in Gemini, we have to be aware of how we maintain our relationships mm-hmm. with other people. It's crazy. And when, because, um, and, and when this is, is happening. May 15th. Uh, oh my, it's, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, later this month. So what, what are like the top advices that I think Ben and Paul can give to people like me to prepare for this event? Actually, we're on the pre-shadow phase. Oh so my God. Mm-hmm. I would like to advise everyone to reflect and be aware of what they're talking about and mm-hmm. the weight of their words. Okay. The weight of the words really matter. Mm -hmm. For me, I think that people have to be aware of how they um, sustain their connections with other people. Because, like, Mm -hmm. look at us. We can't go out of the house whenever we want. We have to like keep Mm -hmm. away from people. You know, we we're learning to be Mm -hmm. estranged to our need for like. Um, proximity mm. and warmth and connection with other human beings and so like have our relationships been deep mm. and meaningful before this and moving forward like when we lift lockdown measures for example by the way be careful because you know second waves of infection infection could happen but like how do we like moving forward be more how do we keep more genuine connections with people. Okay, so I I think um I think there was a very interesting point that you guys raised on like the world war and depression. Were there like other very significant events in world history or in our country's history that have similar or like um um, some I'm not star quite placements, sure. star, some star placements 
very similar to what's happening right now. That's actually very curious because I have not investigated like um, major or like distinct mm-hmm. placements that occurred during like highlights of our nation's history. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna start looking into it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Again. Okay. All right. Is Bench still there? Hello, Bench. Yes. Actually, I would like to add. Mm-hmm. Um, siguro generational pla- generational planet, mm-hmm. generational science rather. Um, if ang ginhambal ni Paul, if what Paul said about the U- Uranus in Taurus, mm-hmm. in yeah. in what year the Great Depression? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. gabalik na siya, and probably next for the next century, mabalik pagin na siya. And, and it's kind of messy. And what does that star or like um, planetary placement say about the situation? I mean, separate um, you separate it from the pandemic and you separate it from the Great Depression. What does like that placement mean? It probably means uh, trial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably lots of trials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not lots, but like, you know, crisis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we lost Paul again. Let's add him. Let's add her because, you know, let's use uh, pronouns. Okay, Bench, I think we should go to the next. I think this will be the, the last, the second last question. But wait. Yes. I have something to add. So, Ginhambal with Paul about. Infections because mm-hmm. Mars will be in transit in Pisces, and Mars in Pisces are more are prone to infections. And there will be a probab- there will be a Mars in retrograde Mars mm-hmm. around August mm-hmm. to September. So this year there will be lots of retrograde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing Paul's post about retrogrades that are happening this year, and it's. It's informative and um, very educational with regards to what these stars mean to us. So I was just wondering, Bench, what are like... Um, so we're talking about these placements that we need to be aware of and what, um, and what we should prepare for. What do you think are like the positive things that you've seen in the planetary placements and the star placements for this for this um, for this period probably for the next month mm-hmm. probably next but for from what I've seen mm-hmm. probably everything will go upwards uh-huh. around November oh because my God. yes yes there will be no retrogrades and Mars moves um to Aries, mm-hmm. the sign of action, mm-hmm. and probably there will be more hope for us. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, re- I'm really praying. Mm-hmm. That's that's very assuring, and I think that's something all of us need to hear right now. That um, these trials that you guys say, um, that these trials you guys are saying, come to a very good conclusion. Oh, Paul messaged me something and he and she said that um, Uranus symbolizes 
upheaval and revolution. And Taurus represents yes. the physical material world. What do you think um, Paul is trying to say here, Benj? I think what he's what he is trying to say is um, there will be lacking in material wealth. Mm. There will be what you um there will probably be sustenance, mm-hmm. but it will be going backwards. Mm-hmm. And also from Taurus being the sign of wealth and the sign of material things, and it's in the sign of rebellion mm-hmm. and revolution. I think that. There, this will be no time for economic growth, mm-hmm. but it will be more hard for us to really sustain up our economic wealth back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when all of this, when all of this pandemic, matapos ang pandemic, you know. Okay, okay. All right, that's that's very um uh that talks about the situation that we are in right now and it gives meaning no um may um paul added something she said and so our very foundations and what we understand to be normal in our lives is being shaken so i think what paul is trying to say here is that um you know the things that we've been used to are will not be the things that will will be for this period and for the days and months and like even years to come ultimately something has to change so i think um yes th- this is a very interesting discussion and um i think paul is having a hard time to connect so i think i'll, I'll just go to this next question just to lighten up things before we conclude So Benj, tell us like um, signs that we should avoid when we like your top five signs for dating, and top five signs that you would um, tell people should be wary. Okay, so when dating, I would all I would always, but this will be low developing signs, of course, mm-hmm. because a highly developed signs will never cheat on mm-hmm. So. Probably a low developing Gemini Venus, Sagittarius Venus, and a Libra Venus, mm. because Gemini Venus tends to get bored really easy. Oh my just god! Like it's sister sign Sagittarius. It's like me. I'm Gemini. And also Venus. Mars and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gem um Sagittarius Mars also tends to not commit a lot, mm-hmm. and Aries Venus same with Gemini Venus. They tend to, you know. They're like very hard mm-hmm. because Venus is detriment in Aries, and Aries doesn't really show love in a in a very Venusian way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, also Scorpio, no Scorpio Venus when underdeveloped tends to be very possessive mm-hmm. and very tends to be very toxic and. Intense, too intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They would literally die for you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in a very toxic way. Mm-hmm. True, true. And um, but my favorite signs when dating mm-hmm. would probably Cancer Venus. Mm-hmm. 
Cancer Venus to Virgo Venus, um, Mars in Pisces placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mar, uh, no, Venus in Pisces and Aquarius Venus placement. They're really mm-hmm. Taylor Swift Venus Venus and Aquarius. Venus Venus and Aquarius. That's why she wrote a lot of love songs for. And, and so that that, that get, means, she gets inspiration from her. Love. So that means like Aquarians are like naturally romantics. Is that? They tend to be peculiar, but when in love, they really love. They really see their other half as their best friend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their best friend and their lover, and they really. Get inspiration from their partners, their their love, and they turn it to art and, of course, music mm-hmm. and anything that would like resemble their partner. That's interesting, and I think that these these signs that you've said so far, there. I, I I think for me, I mean, I'm a Cancer, uh, Cancer Sun, but my Venus is a Gemini, and I think. Um, Bench is right to say that I have commitment issues. I mean, these are people who are very oh. interesting. Okay, go on. Like, give us more like things to look out for in people. With Gemini and Venus. I, no, I mean, in for you, like, um, what signs do you think are like also good at dating, and what signs should we also avoid? Of course, Libra would always be good in dating. They tend, but they always tend to be shitty. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by shitty? Libra Venus. And also, my favorite placement when dating would be no other than wait, Taurus Venus. Okay. Taurus Venus are really consistent. They really, they are really stable, mm-hmm. and they. They're really giving, and they are just like their 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 sister sign Scorpio. Mm-hmm. They are very fixed, but they're not really obsessive like Scorp most Scorpios. Mm-hmm. They are Venusians, mm-hmm. so unlike the, their Martian sister, Taurus mm-hmm. Venus tends to gravitate towards gifts, so. Best thing, uh, Taurus Venus, that can do to you while they're while you're dating them, is that they're giving effort, they're giving gifts, and also, I've I've tried dating a Taurus Venus mm-hmm. once, and he's from Iloilo. Mm-hmm. And what happened? It was like, girl, he literally went. I remember this. Okay, go share. He literally went to Bacolod. Para makita lang po. And then the day, uh, the morning after, nagpuli lang siya. So you felt very, they're very... Like, they're very giving pa. I swear. It's nice. And I think everyone needs someone who's very generous in a time like this. Don't you think so, Bench? Yeah. Okay, so um, I think um, 
I think our listeners um, already have plenty of advice for love. And um, thank you for the discussions that we've had because they've been very informative for me and very educational. There are many things that I still have to learn. But, and um, so, like, um, what are your uh, last words or words of advice to people who are listening right now? For me, um, if things, um, if you think that you're not compatible compatible because you're a Scorpio Venus and the, the guy you're dating or the girl you're dating is a, let's say, Sagittarius Venus, you should probably, you should probably let go of your biases and prejudice, prejudices about that mm-hmm. sign because it's like creating a, also mm-hmm. a stigma rather, but what I would like to advise is that we should look at the person as what that person is and not judge because of their sign. But always put in mind that this placement could also help you understand him or her, it, their attitude towards mm-hmm. love. And you compare it to what your love language is, what your compatibility is, and probably work on it. And I'm not saying that you should, you two should always be compatible. I'm saying that if the two of you are not compatible, why not work on it if you love one another, right? That's true. So, yeah. Okay. Is that all? Is that all you want to add something? Okay. No, I will, but I'm always I'm good to go. Okay, thank you so much, Benj, for this discussion. And also thank you to Paul for joining us. And I think Paul has technical problems right now. And I, I think Paul, um, Benj's um, words of wisdom were very important. While we might ourselves in astrology and into understanding people with the use of spiritual tools, it's important to also recognize that there's still human beings that can change, that can um, evolve, and who are very pretty much diverse. And maybe their their charts or their star placements are like um, means for us only to understand some parts or like um, a fraction of who they are. So thank you so much, Ben. Um, thank you for this conversation. I hope you also start your own podcast um, to help more people. Oh my god, I should probably do this. Okay, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys more another episode. Maybe we'll be discussing um the play huling El Bimbo. So I've been talking to uh about it with my friends and they have very very strong opinions about it thank you so much Bench and Paul I'll see you guys in your own podcast and I hope everyone keeps safe <laughs> thank you and this this is Bye, Albert's thank thoughts thank you